One of the things I love about this podcast is that I get to share with you some of the amazing conversations I have with my creative business besties in private. This spring when I was in California for Craftcation, Mark Montano and I had dinner together one night. Our conversation covered all the things from working with brands to scheduling out DIY videos. I just knew that we had to repeat this conversation for the podcast because we were talking about things that everyone, me, you, that person down the street, wants to know. Mark is a rock star, so who doesn't want to hear his DIY pearls of wisdom? I know I do. I couldn't get enough of them. Y'all, I am Jennifer Perkins, and this is the Creative Queso Podcast. Podcast. Every week, I'm here chatting about the business of being creative and the creativity behind running a business. I have talked with artists, authors, other podcasters, VPs of marketing, and today I am talking with the king of the Clever Up Cycle, Mark Montano. You might know Mark from his big-ass book series, or perhaps you caught him on one of the many TV shows he has hosted or worked on through the years for places like TLC, PBS, or ABC. There's also, you know, that little YouTube channel called Make Your Mark with almost 200,000 subscribers where he puts out a new DIY video every single week. I am tired just saying that. Mark is prolific in his creativity, generous with his knowledge of business, and an all-around awesome guy. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this chat. Okay, Mark, I am so excited that you are here chatting with me after, you know, a few minor technical difficulties. Well, I love chatting with you. So <laughs> this is just a recorded conversation. Exactly. And, you know, and you understand, like, we glue stuff to stuff. We're not techie people. No, gosh, everything seems to fall apart sometimes. And I have no idea how to put it back together. I know. I mean, if podcasts were made with pom-poms, I would be, like, in it to win it. But... <laughs> Alas. So, yes, I know you are a busy guy. So I was super excited that you had time to chat with me. So I wanted to kind of kick things off with, I mean, obviously we're friends. So I know the history of the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Mark Montano. So, but for those that may not, so you got your start in fashion, you made a pit stop in television and have now been involved in the DIY community for several years. So can you give us kind of a brief history of Mark. Oh, wow. Like, like starting um, with the fashion, like how did you get oh, into okay. the fashion stuff? Well, that was always my lifelong dream. I always wanted to be a fashion designer ever since I was a kid. And, uh, and so my mom, who was super cool and a really optimistic person still is, was just like, well, you know, there are fashion designers in the world. So if you want to be a fashion designer, then I guess you can be a fashion designer. And I thought, well, that really makes sense, right? So um, that's kind of the advice I give to, to everyone who wants to be something. Well, if they exist, then you can be that thing. Just right. go do it. <laughs> so um, yeah, I went to school for business, moved to New York City, interned with Oscar de la Renta, had a couple of other crappy jobs, opened my first boutique, um, and was a fashion designer for a very long time. And made some fun friends in the industry. Um, a girlfriend of mine, Atusa Rubenstein, was 
one of my editors at Cosmopolitan Magazine, and she said, hey, Mark, I am starting a new magazine for teen girls called Cosmo Girl. Would you like to write a monthly article for the magazine? And I thought, why not? Right? It'll be fun. (laughs) So I started writing an article called Cool Room. And every month I would decorate a teen girl's room and we would make curtains and recover lampshades and paint the dresser and paint the walls and make a duvet cover. And I started saving those ideas and I turned them into a book, which was Super Sweet, The Ultimate Bedroom Makeover Guide for Teen Girls. And it was fun writing the book. All of this time, I was still a fashion designer. But, you know, I thought, why not? Let's just try something new. Turns out this book ended up in the waiting room of a dentist's office. And a producer um, from While You Were Out saw the book and cold called me and asked me to audition for While You Were Out. So I thought, why not? It looks, sounds fun. You know, it's a new experience. So I went, I auditioned, and I got the part. And that's how I ended up in television and designing rooms on TV from fashion. So oh, I had no idea. I've never heard this part of the story. Yeah, it was just very roundabout um, opportunities that were presented that I just said yes to. And... Uh, And then my career sort of took a left turn. I phased out of fashion. So at that point, I had been in fashion for about 15, 17 years and focused on TV and book writing. And and it was fun. (laughs) It's been fun. (laughs) What can I say? Right. Now you just keep on keeping on. So how many shows have you like been on now? There was there was another one after that one, wasn't there? Well, yeah. So I did While You Were Out. Uh-huh. Um, then I hosted 10 Years Younger. That was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. My Celebrity Home, um, where we copied celebrities' homes for, I don't know, five or $8,000 budgets, which really upset the celebrities because they were like, I paid $100,000 for this room. <laughs> right, and I'm you sure. basically copied it for $8,000. Um, I did She's Moving In um, for Women's Entertainment, uh, the Tony Danza show. And then um, I did My Home 2.0 for Fox, which was a high-tech home makeover show. And then I produced my own show called Make Your Mark for PBS. Man, you have had... You are such a prolific guy, like in everything you do, like stacks of books, like walls of DVD TV shows, like you blow my little baby mind with all this uh, stuff. Well, you know, it's 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 a product of having high anxiety and needing to be busy <laughs> all the time. You know, I never thought of it that way. It's like turn that smile up or turn that frown upside down. Like I should look at it that way with my anxiety. Like that's why I get so much done because I can't be still. I can't it's not true. be doing it's true. I mean, I really, I wake up like, what am I going to do? It's time to get busy. I can't be sitting around in bed. I got to work on something. I know. My kids will be like, mommy, can't you just watch a show with us? I'm like, no, mommy can't just watch a show with you. Like I have to also be like on a laptop or collaging or cutting or stitching or something. 
Yeah. And I think, I think it's a great way to be. I mean, if you have anxiety or like, you know, like we do, it, it's, it works. They work together. Exactly. They, they just happen to go hand in hand. So I want to go back a couple places. Okay. One. So do you have, is your degree actually in business as opposed to like fashion or I art? First, my undergrad was in fashion merchandising and business. Oh. Yes. So I studied that at Colorado State. And then I went to FIT and studied fashion design and costume history. Ooh. Yes. This explains a lot about you. Mm-hmm. I get it now with the history part. Well, you know, I've often said to myself, like, man, I should have had a degree in business. I mean, not that, you know, hence the neurotic part, being a psych major hasn't come in handy a few times, but business would have been a better degree. So when you did fashion, not that fashion's crafty at all, but like I always wonder just from all your the big ass books, like were there any kind of crafty elements in any of your designs that you did? Gosh, you know, I think being a fashion designer is all about being crafty. And and as a young designer with not a lot of money, you know, you spend all your money on fabric and you realize, oh my God, I'm having this runway show and I need some runway worthy jewelry or I need shoes to match. So you're, you're covering shoes in fabric and that's a craft mm-hmm. and you're making, you know, really funky runway worthy couture esque jewelry out of like whatever you can, you know, piece glue, together, glue together, piece together, you know, use jumper, you know, so it's, it's all crafting. That's true. That's true. They are really super connected. So in a sense, like with the TV stuff, you're still hosting because every time I turn on Facebook or YouTube, there you are smiling back at me with some clever craft that I'm like, damn you, Mark, how did you think of that great idea? <laughs> like I was just watching that, like the spray paint faux glaze thing on like the kid's pottery wheel. I was just like, oh, you're so good. That was fun. I, I loved making that. And they really did look like, I know the exact glaze look you're going for. It was so clever. I love a drippy glaze. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. As we all do, as everyone should. I want that on a t-shirt. Like, that's the perfect thing. So how many times a week are you posting new videos? I post two new projects every week. And it's pretty exhausting, but I love it. I I love the challenge. Um, I love having a schedule. And I love sharing new ideas with people or fresh takes on ideas that have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think it's a, it's a way to use technology and a way to communicate through the internet that's really positive and um, hopefully inspiring and helpful to people and not, you know, or, or allowing them sort of to get away from all of the other negative aspects of being online. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, they, they truly are. I mean, and like I mentioned earlier, you're so prolific, like two times a week. Like, man, I'm, I feel like sometimes with my blog, I'm lucky to get like one thing out a month. <laughs> well, you're a mom and that is that I'm, I think people don't other other than other mothers. But I always appreciate you know, people who have kids and how hard they work all the time and how being a mother is like having two or three full-time jobs and then having a career after that. I mean, I don't know how you do it. I honestly do not know how you do it. I can barely make myself a sandwich. <laughs> well, and I mean, you have kids running around. I mean, I did just like... 
I dropped one kid off at a play date and I just quickly microwaved leftover pizza, threw it at the other one and put him in front of YouTube and said, do not knock on this door unless the house is burning down. So, you know, <laughs> which one am I winning at? I don't know. So, but thank you for saying so. <laughs> you know, I admire all the moms in the world. Props, applause, clap, it is, awards, it's true. give it up. It is a tricky job. So with the video stuff, like, do you just like sit around and like have like a brain dump and a brainstorming session to like come up with like concepts and ideas? Like, and then you're like, all right, then let's schedule all these out. Like, do you ever pace yourself? Like, let's do a home decor. Let's do a jewelry. Let's do a, I don't know, a revamp. Like, do you have any kind of thing like that? Or is it just like what comes to you? Um, I think it's, it's more how I feel. So mm -hmm. since I work with all these different brands, I'm constantly trying to come up with ways to use them that I feel are useful to the viewer. Um, so I'm constantly noticing everything like many creative people are. I'm not special in any way at all. I just, I just notice things and I think, you know, how can, how can I turn this into a project that's understandable or interesting or maybe a little bit different than we're used to seeing? Mm -hmm. And I take a lot of notes and I write things down and, you know, and then when it comes time to, to filming a project or making something, um, I just do what I feel like I want to do. I mean, so much of being creative is actually feeling creative and feeling inspired to make something. Mm -hmm. So I only want to make the things that I feel like I want to make. Yeah. And that comes through, I think, and everything you do, you seem, you know, it all seems like your style. You all, you seem like genuinely like passionate and excited about it. You know, it never comes across as... You know, and sometimes we know just as content creators, like sometimes you feel like you can be in situations where you feel stifled, like, oh, but, you know, you never do like everything you come up with. I'm like, dang, Mark, that's another good one. Like, that's so cute and clever. Mm, well, I guess maybe that's what the Internet's all about. It gives the shiny, glossy you know, <laughs> appearance that everything's great. It's not always like that. There are puddles of tears, uh, tantrums. I'm sitting on the floor you know, pouring through magazines or the old big ass books thinking like I am in a creative slump right now and I'm never going to dig myself out. Oh, and I know. I do it all the time. I roll around and I don't comb my hair and... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm never coming out of this. Like, exactly. it, that's it. I've used it all up. The last idea, it's gone. It's true. My husband just steps over me, laughs at me, and he says, you know, you'll get over this. <laughs> this too shall pass. Exactly. This, this craftastrophe will pass. It's true. But so, why share that? Right, exactly. I mean, that's the thing about the internet. We just want to see the shiny, glossy stuff. We don't want to know about feelings or craft mistakes. I just want to see the beautiful stuff at the end. Exactly. Um. So with all these videos and all this content, one of the things that you and I have talked about and I find super interesting is like a system for posting it because I get real caught up in the like, I've, you know, either I'm killing it on Instagram and then I've totally left everything else. Like Facebook hasn't seen me in days or I'm great on Twitter and Pinterest. And then, you know, Instagram, I like totally forget about. So 
I was telling you that I heard I'm in this class with Kathy Heller, this like online class. Mm -hmm. And then she had a jewelry designer named Tracy Matthews speak, who has a company called Flourish and Thrive. And she touched on a system of like staggering content, especially video content. So what are your thoughts on that? Like reformatting a video for Insta for IGTV or a teaser here and a full post there? Like, do you have a set in stone system? system? Yeah. Okay. I have a system. There's always a teaser. Um, I don't stagger videos. I I stick to a schedule so that the people who follow me um, always know when there's something new every Tuesday, Mm -hmm. every Friday. And then every Wednesday, there's a short version of it if they didn't catch it on Tuesday and a short version on Saturday if they didn't catch it on Friday or they don't want to go over to YouTube. Mm-hmm. When um, you say short, is it the same video that you've edited down or did you re-record it another time? Nope. Same video edited down to one one minute. Okay. Um, and, um, and that video is also posted on Instagram. In your feed, not in your IGTV? Yeah, I haven't used IGTV. I'm not super techie as as we discussed earlier (laughs) so i keep looking at that igtv and and saying uh, should i press this button if i do my phone explode so (laughs) i'm just gonna leave it alone for now and do what i've been doing (laughs) i know if it ain't broke don't fix it in some ways and then the igd igtv too like with the vertical that always throws me off because as a creative like i want to do everything you know what i mean horizontal like, I want you to see, like, all the pretty things. Like, then I get thrown off with the vertical part. Yeah, I, I, I'm just bad with all this stuff. So if it's working, then I'm just going to stay, you know. That's why I still have an AOL address. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I still have a Yahoo account, you know. I just emailed to somebody the other day with, like, oh, it wasn't Hotmail. I think they're gone. But, yeah, it was something about, like, an AOL address. I was just like, look at you go with that. So you think part of one of the things you said was that you do it every week on the same days. I know Vicky is big on that too with her, you know, Monday videos. And then Mm -hmm. when I was doing the DIY this with Jennifer Perkins, I think part of the success was that it was weekly. Like people know when to expect it. Do you think that like sticking with a schedule is important rather than just like randomly throwing stuff up? I do. I think Mm -hmm. it's really important because uh, people are used to people have habits and and we don't even think about the habits that we create and the schedules that we create for ourselves but we get up at the same time every day we go and we make that same cup of coffee 95% of the time mm-hmm. um we probably wear the same outfit you know every other wednesday without even thinking about it it's um, true so we sort of create these schedules that that we're even unaware of. And, and I think that it, the same is for the internet and the people mm-hmm. who follow me. So like, Oh, Mark has a new video. And, and I very often get comments like it's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for your video, which oh, I we... love. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Yeah. You know, I'm not like, I don't watch a ton of YouTube, but like my kids, they, I mean, they know like what day their people are coming out with a new video. They are like, you know, it's Friday. So like Tallulah watches this girl, Mariah Elizabeth, and she does art journaling and has like even a prompt, but kind of her own little version of wreck this journal. And boy, you better bet like on whatever day that girl's like new, like art journaling video comes out. Tallulah's like in it to win it. Like she knows the day, the time, like people do love a schedule. Ah, And these kids are killing it on YouTube. 
I know. Well, you know, because they're kids. Yeah. They've got all the energy and they were they were raised in the days of tech. You know, I mean, I I'm from like the days of like Betamax. (laughs) In the answering machine days. (laughs) Exactly. They've got an they've got an edge on us. I know I keep telling Tallulah, like, I'm going to send you to school for this. so I don't have to hire anybody. I don't I don't have to hire anybody to edit videos and things for me. And, you know, speaking of editing, so if you were going to give a pearl of wisdom to someone thinking about dipping their toe into the world of video a little more seriously, like maybe one step up from like just an iPhone, like what are what's your like go to piece of equipment that you were like, oh, you have to or software even if you had to suggest like one thing? Um, I love my Canon 70D um, camera. That's what I use. And uh, I think it's it's great quality. Um, I also love natural lighting. So mm-hmm. I like to film outside in the back a lot. And I think that, that makes um, a craft video feel very, I don't know, warm and inviting and real. Like somebody, hey, I'm, I'm you know, out in the backyard making this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a big fan of natural light, the Canon 70D. Um, if I do film in the craft house, I like um, general fluorescent lighting. So you can get like a fluorescent light kit pretty inexpensively. Um, yeah, or I hear people talk about those ring lights. Ring lights are great for photos. It blows out your wrinkles and makes you look nice and young. What? <laughs> yeah. I need one of those. Everybody needs a ring light. Good Lord, I need um, like 10 of them. But... Yeah, so there's so, uh, ring lights. Yeah, really, really great to have. That's that's also great. But yeah, a good camera. And and I and I hate to say this because I know that a lot of people, you know, maybe can't afford to hire an assistant. But if you can hire someone to come in and hold that camera for you and film your video while you're creating your content, it's going to make all the difference in the world mm-hmm. because. You don't want to be touching your camera when you have paint on your fingers or moving it around to get a better angle. Um, so if you can hire somebody or get a friend to come in for a couple of hours to to shoot the video with you, um, even better. Yeah, maybe find somebody in your name, na- somebody in your neck of the woods that also does videos, and you guys can trade. I'll be your cameraman if you'll be my cameraman. Absolutely, <laughs> I think it's really important. I'll get Vicky to come over here and hold the camera for me. Yeah. She'll do it. That's the other reason you have kids, because they'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) So when you use your Canon 70D, I'm just curious for my own own knowledge. I have one of those. How do you, when I film video in there, I couldn't get it to not quit, like, trying to focus. And it kept, like, I'm doing something wrong. Well, you can either use autofocus or manual focus. Um, I don't film my own videos, but I know that sometimes the autofocus can get a little wonky trying uh-huh. to figure out what you're doing, especially with the hand movement and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, so you just edit it out. Yeah, a good, a good, like a manual focus and um, and a wider shot is always more helpful because you can always crop it down to, to what it is that you're trying to capture. 
Okay. Well, good to know. Yeah, I keep interviewing people. I keep convincing myself I can't get more into video because I don't have the right camera. And then I talk to you and you have one of the cameras I have. I talked to Alyssa Burke. She has the other camera I have and makes beautiful videos. Like I talked to Amy Tangerine and she has like a little Canon Mark something, something. And I'm like, I have to have that camera before I can get started is my current excuse. But the, the iPhone has a beautiful camera. It does. It's true. I know. I'm just, you know, I'm looking for excuses so I don't have to put on makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're supposed to help validate this for me. <laughs> so, you know, not not just video, like we mentioned. I mean, you've done like the TV, the fashion, the videos, the, you know, all the other content that you do. How, like, from my perspective, it looks like you are just amazing at keeping all these crafty balls in the air and you're just like killing it in all the places. How do you keep it all straight? Are you like a compulsive lister? Are you a Google calendar guy, king of batch processing? Like what is your secret method? Um, scrap paper cut into long <laughs> strips and lists. I love crossing something off of a list like many people do. Yeah, it, it is good. good. Even if it's just like, you know, clean out the utensil drawer. I'm like, I put it on my list. So when it's done, I get to cross it off. Or do you ever do something and then put it on your list and then cross it off? Because you're like, you know what? I want that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I probably have done that. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. So you're a lister. You don't use like Google Calendar. Well, we're not techie people. Like I know everybody's like Google Calendar like saves my life. And I'm like, oh, Google, I don't like you. I don't like your sheets. I don't like your drives. I don't understand you. But I will tell you one thing that I do love. I love Alexa. You just pricked up her ears when I said the name. Um, (laughs) What I do is I will tell her, not going to say the name, um, you know, to remind me in 30 minutes to put 10 things away Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, start a new project at 3.30, whatever it is. And so if I'm really trying to remember something, I I just put it as a reminder. Interesting. I mean, it is Prime Day. Today is Prime Day? Today is Prime Day, today and tomorrow. And they're on super sale. I know. Now that you're saying that, I was like, I've been dying to buy something on Prime Day. Maybe uh, that's it. They are so helpful. Really? Really, really, truly helpful. Oh, I'm writing this down. Furiously taking notes. Yes, I'll this morning. Was like, no, I'm <laughs> you know, at 945, she was like, Mark, are you ready for your interview with Jennifer Perkins? <laughs> and, and you're like, like, why, yes, I am. I am, actually. I love it. It's a reminder. My gosh, and Lord knows I need all the reminders I can get. Okay, well then, not a Google Sheet, but an Alexa guy. See, to me, that seems super techy. I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, and and it's also cool, like, you know, say you're sitting down and editing a project or working on a project, and, and you know, you need to get up, like, in an hour, but you could sit there literally for three hours and not move. I always set these reminders like get up and put 10 things away. And then so I'm like kind of cleaning the house as I'm working on a project. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. I'll I set my that. I'll set a timer for like 10 minutes and I'm like, OK, get some steps in and clean for 10 minutes and get your, you know, don't get a blood clot. So you're standing out. 
<laughs> I'm killing so many birds with one stone by doing that. You need to Telling put that you. on your list. Do not get a blood clot. Seriously, it's it's real. My dad had one once. It was scary. I was like, ooh, I got to walk. All-. Now that guy can't sit still. He's always up like stretching out. So now I got to do it. All right. So now we know that I need an Alexa. We got that on the list. Speaking of things that I can get on Prime today, what about your books? You have had, how many books have you, how many big ass books are there? There I mean, even you've got others besides that one. Yeah. 11 books altogether and four big ass books. And oddly, just this weekend, I made a mock cover and book pitch for the fifth big ass book. Ooh, you heard it here first, folks. Exciting. What? Can you give us any gory details about it? I cannot tell you what it's about, but what I can tell you is that, um, well, I can't tell you anything. There, there you go. It's going to be a big ass book. I will tell you. Oh, that that is exciting. Hopefully, Hopefully someone will pick it up. Who knows? Oh, you know they will. I don't know that. You know, it. I was curious, like, I think I have this somewhere in my notes to ask you this, but I'm going to jump right to it. So, you know, sometimes I know for me, like I've, I've had a book come out, not 11, a book, the singular. And, you know, book deals just for me, like they just don't seem like they're what they used to be. It's not like I haven't been approached since then. And I wonder, like, what are your thoughts on like, I don't know, like if your book has 50 projects in it, do you ever feel like, man, that's 50 projects I could do a video for? Or or do you feel like I'll just do a different version and do a video for it or a blog post for it? Like, Why not do both? Why not, yeah. do, why not make a video while you're making the book? I guess that's true. You need to think of it as like a two-for-one special. Yeah. I mean, that's how I'm thinking of this next book. Well, that is the way to think of it. I'm creating all kinds of new content, so I might as well film it while I'm creating it for the book. When the book launches, I could, you know, have a have a sister video how to if if people feel that maybe the chapter um, didn't didn't give them enough or they felt like they wanted to see a more a a visual aspect to what it was. Look Um, at you! Look at that business degree coming in right now. You're like, um, who knows? (laughs) <laughs> how it's gonna how it's gonna all come down but hopefully it, it will well I am excited yeah I remember like the first time I can I, it's funny I can tell you the bookstore I was in the first time I opened one of your books and like looked at it it was the jewelry one and I saw that project where you had like laminated pictures of costume jewelry and made it into jewelry and I was just <laughs> like oh my gosh that is so clever because I had so many like just cheap books from like half price bookstore that were like costume jewelry books with gorgeous pictures of jewelry. And I was like, man, that's a good idea. That guy. You know, it's interesting. I was looking at that book yesterday and I thought to myself, could have done better. Really? Like I thought there was, I mean, as a, you know, jewelry is my like, OG. like I thought that was such a clever book. There were so many great ideas in there. Maybe it's, maybe it's just, um, you know, the curse of, of a creative person, we always, you know, we can look back, we look back at things and say, wow, you know, I could have done this better. Or, you know, I have, you know, a, a bigger arsenal of knowledge on how to, you know, work with resin, for example. Well, you know, that's where part five comes in or part six, which is jewelry part two. So <laughs> that's that's where that that's where that all comes in. You know, and plus, too, like I find it interesting that you do those little snippet videos, the one minutes versus the full length ones, because I know 
for you and I probably, I could look at like a magazine or a book and I don't necessarily sit and read step one, do this, step two, do that. I look at the picture and I'm like, okay, I see what they did there. Like, and I could do like this, this and this and like tweak it. That's where those like one minute things would come in. But I'm sure there are some people that are like, do you know what I mean? Like I need that full length, the full length instructions and the added video bonus and yeah, some people some people need the full experience. Me, I go right to dessert. Yeah, no, that's how I am too. I just like look at the picture and I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing. I got you. I got you. Well, exciting. I can't wait to hear more. I will have to just, you know, keep a keep stalking you on Facebook and all the places until you announce when the next one will come out. Well, even if I got a book deal tomorrow, it still takes about one year. Mm-hmm. to create um, a big-ass book. I know. Yeah, I mean, just not even just the content. People don't realize that, like, the printing and the this and the editing and the that, like, it takes forever in a day. Like, the, that craft book you're looking at, that thing was put together and started the wheels in motion two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's a whole thing. So you're a brand spokesman for several companies, including DecoArt and E6000, um, you know, and every content creator. that That's the end gig. The end dream is to not just have a one-off project, but have like a reoccurring partnership with a company. Um, what are your, do you have any like tips for people that are out there that would love to work with the company? Like how to get their attention? Like I know for me, when I worked with I Love to Create for several years, I was just tagging them every time I ever like picked up a bottle of tacky glue. I would tag them or I would send it to them and be like, hey, look at this thing I glued, you know, and eventually they were like, all right, well, we'll hire you to work for us and be a content creator. Like, what would you tell someone well, who's would, trying to get into that? I would start with that because what, mm-hmm. you, what you've done is super duper smart. Um, use the product. Uh, it's really, I think, important that you believe in the brand that you're pitching. Mm-hmm. And so you want to show them that you're using it in your work and that you love it because that's who brands want to hire. They want to hire people who are truly um, excited about what they make and yeah. have, um, you know, a, a, a real point of view about how to use it, something that's different. Mm-hmm. Um and every company has a marketing team that you can reach out to. Uh, I started working with DecoArt products way before um, we started working together officially. Mm-hmm. So I would create a video using, for example, their glass paints, and then I would send them, you know, a link to the video and say, "Your glass paint, your glass paints are amazing. I love working. You know, I love working with them." And you know, we. We developed a rapport and eventually, you know, we, we started working together consistently. It took some time. And, you know, I know that everybody wants to just jump in and have it happen right away. We're all impatient like that. Um, but it does take some time for mm-hmm. people to get to know each other and feel each other out and feel that there is some real um, sincerity there. Sincerity, I think, and is the key. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Like you said, because, I mean, you know, as I mentioned, I'm a past jewelry designer. I know E6000 glue is like the way to go. And DecoArt has a wide breadth of like fun, awesome paint, you know, to work with mediums, not just paint. So it's like, I know you legitimately 
I think that's the key. And like, I loved, I love to create. Like, I really did like tie dye stuff all the time. I really did use their glitter and tacky glue. So that's a good point. Like, you need to like, don't, don't go shopping for the thing. Like, legitimately, like, love that product and then go that way. Yeah, because they can tell. Mm -hmm. I mean, I legitimately love all of the brands that I work with. You know, I can, because I've been approached by a ton of different brands and I've had to say, you know what, I, I don't think I can fit this into what I do. And, you know, which is also another way of saying, I don't really like what you're making. Mm -hmm. You know, it's happened here and there and not always craft, craft companies, um, maybe a tool company or something like that. But, but the brands that I do work with and, and say yes to, and and ultimately use in my in my videos and books. I love them. I love products and I love finding new ways to use them. I find it like it's a it's a challenge. It's a daily puzzle. Yeah. No, I kind of like that sometimes having the parameters of like a brand. You know, cuz sometimes for people like you and I when we could have like all the crayons in the crayon box, like it's just too much. Like, but if you like have like, okay, you need to work within this. It's like, oh, well, how many ways can I work within this? Like, let me show you the 15 different ways to Sunday I can spin this product mm -hmm. and like do it for different things. Yeah, sometimes that's a blessing. It really is. Yeah. Well, good tips. Good tips. Good to know. Yeah. And I think another important thing for people to remember is like we were saying, like tag people, like sometimes you got to give it away for free at the start before... You know, you can go right up to people and be like, I'm so, like hey, a drug dealer, baby. Jen. So I'm saying, <laughs> you know, here's, here's a little. <laughs> Next so time, it's going to cost you. <laughs> well, you know, before I was a jewelry designer. <laughs> Everybody's got to make a living. Exactly. You know, crafts don't always pay the bills. So this is, you know, technically, when you think of our market, and I know back in you know, the days when I would go to CHA, which isn't even called CHA anymore. It's a really predominantly female industry. You know, how do you think being a dude within this industry has either benefited you or, or do you think at times it's ever like made it a little bit harder to get your foot in the door? Honestly, I don't think it's made a difference at all either way. Mm -hmm. Um. And there are a lot of creative guys out there more and more lately. Um, but uh, I don't think it's made a difference either way. No, people good. appreciate creativity and, and they want to share in it. And it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, mm -hmm. so, you know. No, yeah, I don't think it matters. Like, I don't think people care where their crafts are coming from. I just mean, like, if you walk, like, the showroom floors or if you look at product things, you know, off the top of my head, like, you're the person I think of as a male. Like, you and Tim Holtz are the only two I could really, when I was really kind of trying to think about it, there's, well, what is his name? The crochet dude. I can't think of his first name. You know, you call everybody their brand name. <laughs> he had a product. He had a product line for a while, too, so... And I didn't the guy who makes stencils. Oh yeah, Ed. That's Ed. true. Duh. He's been on the podcast. I just, you know, I didn't know if big craft companies tended to want to 
put out products by women more if you ever had found that as opposed to men or I don't know you know I was look I'm, I'm looking for some you know some exciting angle but apparently there isn't there's one no, yeah I don't think there's <laughs> an angle in the craft industry we kind of just love everybody we're like that's oh, true you want to make something all right come hang out over here with us exactly <laughs> we we don't care about the technicalities as long as you like make cool stuff like we're in yeah that's the great <laughs> thing about what we do and the people that and the people that love our industry it's true that's true we do love everybody so when you are doing crafts Obviously, there's like the crafts that we do that we're getting paid for or with the companies that we work with. Do you ever do you have any like private just for Mark crafts? Like, is there anything that like, you know, at night you're watching Netflix and you're needle pointing or like <laughs> I love to do like art journaling and I've started to like book bind. Like that's kind of my thing that I'm not really I'm not sharing it because it's private. It's just like what I do. I did a punch needle video a while back and I love it. It's my mm -hmm. new thing. It's my new at night thing <laughs> um, while I'm watching a movie that I've seen 20 times. I mean, you know. For example, Notting Hill. With oh my gosh. I, of course. I was just thinking about like that. I was thinking about Hugh Grant because mine is music and lyrics. <laughs> I love that cheese ball movie. With Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Not that I've seen it. Right. With Hugh Grant. I mean, not that I could sing every single song in that movie, but no, I love Punch Needle too. It is like addictive and zen. And it's fast. Everyone thinks like that's going to take forever. And like, it does not take forever. It doesn't. And it's like crafty stabbing. It does so it's like stress relieving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's funny. I, you know, I love it too. I took a class. I took that class at Craftcation when we were both there. Um, and that's how I got started on it. And then, but I keep like, I noticed like Heidi Kenny from like My Paper Crane, like she's getting into it. Like I see it, like that's going to be, it's already pretty huge, but I see that being like, that's going to like take over. Oh yeah. Shout out to Mary Oxford, by the way. Oh yeah. Well, she's the one that like invented that, that tool, right? Or kind of, well, is that her tool that like, she, the wood? she makes a, a beautiful high quality tool. Uh, I think that's the one I have. In different sizes. And it, it's not cheap, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Because you can use yep. it forever. Well, and the thing I found, too, is, like, they're not kidding when they say you have to use that specific monk cloth. Like, I thought, like, I'm going to be tricky and use this other cloth. And it just, like, mm. yeah. it tore up. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Well, good to know. I need yeah. to get my punch needle out now that you say that. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Ed... I did one with one of his stencils. I did an ice cream cone. Oh, how cool is that? It Look was real cute. cute. I put it on my jean jacket. Wow, mixing it up. Look at you. I was trying to be hip with the kids. <laughs> so besides, you know, doing your uh, punch needle, how do you recharge? Like, how do you not hit creative burnout? Like, I know we talked about, like, you know, crying on the floor and our husband's just stepping over us. Like, whatever, it'll come to you. you like, actually do you think have I'm painting a picture there just for, you know, just to, just to be dramatic. I am not. <laughs> no, I know. That I actually mean, my husband, happens. My husband will like roll his eyes like, whatever. <laughs> I've got a spreadsheet to do. I'm like, but you don't understand. I can't think of anything to craft. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we pay for the kids summer camps so how do you like i mean what do you do do you like have do you like travel do you read i do, do you, like, travel 
You do? I, okay. And I will read anything. If it takes my mind off of how fast my brain will spin sometimes, I will sit down and read whatever's in front. There's always like a stack of books in front of me. Like fiction or nonfiction? Just or both. whatever. Right now I'm reading a book on magic, this Tashin book that I picked up. I picked it up because it had really cool pictures, but then I actually started reading it. No one ever reads <laughs> the passion books because they just buy them because the pictures are so Right, because of the graphics. But the, you know, it's actually a really good read. And then I started reading a book about Punch Needle. And then I started reading this other book called Crafted um, by this English lady who writes about everything like gardening. And I can't remember her name right now. Um, and it's a compendium of crafts and how they started and, and the history of them. And it's so interesting. Well, look at you, man. And then I go to Hawaii. Oh, well, you know. And I just lay on the beach and I do nothing. And I love Because that's it. not inspiring. No. It's actually, it, it's the best way to like kind of just wash the brain. Just, mm -hmm. you know, hang out on a beach, bob up and down in the water like a, the chubby little buoy I am. <laughs> oh, uh, whatever. Handsome little buoy. Well, maybe I need a vacation more. And see, with me and the ADD, like, I have trouble reading. Like, I'll be, like, 14 pages in, and I'm like, don't even remember what I read on the last 13. Well, that's okay. I think you have to train yourself with reading. And here's the dealio with reading. Don't don't make don't make yourself feel guilty if you're like not going to sit down and get through a whole book. Just say, you know what, I'm going to read one page because I have ADD and I only want to read one page. So you read that one page and you just keep going. Yeah, yeah. that is true. I need to practice. Just like anything else. <laughs> and I'm an audiobook person. I do love my audiobooks. But good to know, travel and reading. Yeah, it's helpful. And I and I try to exercise a lot. I think it does calm the mind a little bit. I like mm -hmm. to run. Um, and it's it's helpful with the anxiety, too, I will say. No, uh, no, I agree. I need to get back into running for that exact reason. I used to love it when I would run for it is a great like mental clearing. It helps calm you down. It does. You've got to, you know, and there's nothing like some 90s hip hop on my running playlist to kind of, you know. Get me centered again. Hell yeah. <laughs> I interviewed a girl last week and she has a hip hop card game, a trivia game. Ooh, fun. I know. She's a crafter and she has a hip hop trivia card game. I was like, I love you. Like, I want to be best friends with you. Why are people so cool? I'm so not cool and everybody else is cooler than me. And it drives me crazy. <laughs> Whatever. You're the coolest. I'm everybody so loves nice. you. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up with a lightning round. We'll prove how cool you are in the lightning round. So here's a, here's a question I've got for you. Has everything in the house... I'm looking. You're on video. Has everything in the house gotten the Mark Montano treatment? <laughs> you're on like, video. You can see me? Yeah. But I can't see you. That's not fair. Well, sorry, I told you I wasn't going to turn it on. I can totally see you. You didn't turn your doodle off. I'm not recording you. I'm not going to put this on the internet and like. Okay. You. But yes. I mean, I see like that. I see a picture frame behind you, a chandelier. But has everything in the house gotten like the treatment? Like everything. <laughs> everything. And if it hasn't, it's it's only a matter of time. It will. Does your husband care, or is no, he like? He does not care. 
Oh, all. I see. So I'm getting, oh my gosh, your house is so clean. Look at that table. I love that table. You legitimately use that like faux malachite table. Yeah. That was another one when you did that. I was like, well, dang, that's a good idea. This used to be my living room table, but I just made another malachite table, which I'm going to give you a little preview of. Oh, That is now my new living room table. Sneaky McPeaky. Oh, look at that. It's like tiles. Yeah. Like, what are those? Like hexagon tiles. Hexagon Ooh, tiles. Fancy. I love that. So there you go. You saw the house. <laughs> I got it. And your husband doesn't care. He's like, whatever. It looks good. No, he's a lawyer. He does not care about anything. So I'll say, honey, you know, I made this really cool thing today. He's like, line. Give me a line. What am I supposed to say? What am I looking at? <laughs> I always joke that like when I got married, like my number one credential is that my husband had to have zero opinion on home decorating. <laughs> like I don't care anything else about who I marry. He has to have zero opinion on home decorating. And that's exactly how my husband is. He's just like, mm-hmm, looks good. Do whatever. So do you keep everything you do? This is my next lightning round question, because I know for people like you and I that do content creation, like I feel like I'm constantly doing a listicle, like 10 ways to upgrade your kid's Easter basket. And like, I may not really want to keep all 10 of those upgraded Easter baskets in my life. Like, do you donate? Do you have a garage sale? I do not have a garage sale. I live on a stair street. So in order to get to my house, you have to go up 60 stairs. Whoa. Yeah, kind of like Barbary Lane. Um, <laughs> so uh, I donate a lot of things to Out of the Closet, which mm -hmm. is a thrift store here in L.A. that helps people with HIV and AIDS. So I buy a lot of furniture pieces there um, to support them. And then I take them home and I make them over. For example, I turn, you know, their one of their cheap coffee tables into this malachite coffee table. And then when I'm done with it, I will donate it back. So everyone shot in the LA area, if you want to find discarded Mark projects, <laughs> go to Out of the Closet. I actually usually go to that thrift store when I'm in LA. Yeah, there are several. So Out of the Closet in Atwater Village, that's where you can find a lot of Mark Montana pieces. It's oh, true. Uh, well, yeah, because you just can't keep everything. I mean, whether... Whether or not your husband cares if it's in the house or not. I mean, when you're as prolific as you are, you can't keep every single thing from a big ass book. Heck no. <laughs> your house would sink. It's true. And plus there have been earthquakes here. You'd be oh, the yeah, first my one gosh. to go down. Ecarudal, yeah. How's all that going? It's shaky. Oh my goodness. We'll nail all those DIY projects to the wall. I keep buying big, huge bottles of water. Well, I'm sure I would too. You do what are you, you right? Are you buying jars of non-perishable queso? Because that is my next question. <laughs> did you like that segue? Did you see how I did that? Wow, that was good. <laughs> a magic for, trick. For, I know it was good. It's like your magic book. So if I came to see you, where would we go for queso? We would go to El Compadre, this Mexican restaurant that has a mariachi band that mm. plays every night. Just so loud, and the food is delicious and so cheesy. Yes, that's where we would go. I like it. I do love men with uh rhinestone pants on, like, I love me a mariachi band. Who doesn't? 
I mean, I literally was just at a restaurant eating a bowl of queso with mariachis this weekend. I'm so glad to finally talk to someone that has an answer to this question. Like, I keep getting the like, we would go get a jar of queso at the gas station. And I'm just like, you people are killing me. <laughs> no, El Compadre. I love that place. Well, next time. margaritas. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I Fire? My, mm-hmm. I have burned my bangs on that margarita. Burn my bangs. I love yep. it. Mm-hmm. Well, Mark, that's why I love you because you drink fiery drinks and you do <laughs> and you do crafty stabbing in your free time. Like I knew I loved you for a reason. Well, you know I love you. No. Well, thank you so much for hanging out and chatting with me today and talking talking all things crafty. It has been wondrous. It's a blast. And thanks for having me on your awesome podcast. I can't wait to tell everybody that that I got to spend this time with you and that you have an awesome podcast. Well, thank you. And we will chat soon. All right, sweetie. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Who else is about to drive over to that thrift store and pray that Mark donated the amazing faux malachite table? Seriously, I'm in Austin. I'm about to drive out to L.A. just to check. It takes a special blend of creativity and marketing savvy to make it full time in this industry. And Mark Montano has all of that and more. Plus, honestly, he is just a really sweet, genuine, nice guy. And let me tell you, people in this industry, that goes a real long way. Now that you're feeling all inspired, pop over to creativecaso.com to read this week's Taco About It Tuesday interview with Mark Laferni from Slumbering Alligator. Mark talks about everything from his creative mentors to DIY burnout. These two Marks are not the only dude creatives I've talked with. Go back through the archives to hear me chat with another fashion designer, Mondo Guerra from Project Runway on episode number 16. Ed Roth of Stencil One is on episode number 13. And Andrew and Dennis of the Crafty Lumberjacks chat me up on episode number five. If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe in iTunes, leave a review, or take a screenshot and share on social with the Creative Queso tag so I could reshare it. Thank you again to my guest, the amazing Mark Montano. All the show notes for this are over on creativecaso.com. And a big shout out to my producer, Mariah Gossett, and my hubby, Chris Beck, for the music. And also, thank you to you for listening. I can't wait to hang out with you again next week. Same time, same place.